What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a dynamic couple. They have decades of experience as real estate agents, brokers, investors, and builders, and they just launched a 10-episode season of a reality show showing all of the amazing things they do for their clients in renovations or building new homes. It's called Renovation Rekindle. Welcome to the show, Paul and Susan Cadillac. Susan and Paul, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks for how are you doing? Very good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm excited to have you guys on, talk about the show, what you're doing with flipping homes. But before we jump into all that kind of stuff, why don't you give the viewers and listeners out there a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Yep. So um, I'm Susan Cadillac. This is my husband, Paul. So, <laughs> so I have been in uh, the real estate and building space pretty much my whole life. Got my real estate license when I was 20. Um, built my first spec home when I was 23. Um, we also have a construction company where we do projects for clients. Um, so pretty much all, you know, all things around home is, is what we're involved in. What, um, what, what part did you like? better the the agent side or the we'll call it builder slash investor side i mean i think it's, I, it's, it's like picking your favorite child right <laughs> you, know, you can't you can't do that you can't be like this one's my favorite you know they all tie together i think is yeah. what it is you know i'm also a firefighter and i'm an emt and they go hand in hand but they are separate you know uh businesses so to speak right so it's like the real estate construction, like all that stuff is married together, but a lot of times people just focus on that one. But I think we've kind of encompassed all of those to be kind of a one-stop shop for clients, whether they want to sell, buy, build, design, you know, the, the whole um, the whole package because people get overwhelmed. You know, real estate's a very emotional process, uh, as, as we know, you know. Very. And, uh, very. <laughs> right. It's very therapeutic. You know, you have to have a lot of – therapy sessions with people because, um, you know, it's something exciting for them, but scary at the same time. What, uh, what have been the challenges? Because they're all like different skill sets, you know, just like the firefighter EMT analogy, um, you know, buying an investment property, building it, selling it at the end of it. That's all various skill sets that are separate from, you know, the client, the client side and helping someone pick out a home. So how totally, how, yeah. how have so, you how have you managed all all of those kind of different wildly different you know activities? Yeah. So we so I grew up with my my grandfather was a builder. My dad was a builder. So I kind of grew up with that kind of in my background. Um, and I just kind of when I jumped into real estate, I jumped on the retail side. So I was working with clients. Um, so. I don't know. I just kind of think back and I just, I just kind of jumped in with, with two feet. I was, I already had a lot of construction background and experience and that was pretty familiar to me. Um, so then getting in and learning the real estate side, um, you know, like Paul said, a lot of times it goes hand in hand. We might have a client who says, I don't know if I want to move or if I want to renovate or, you know, we're talking to a construction client, you know, 
are you going to, is this house going to give you a return on investment? Is it, are you over-investing in your home? So, um, you know, looking at it from that perspective or, you know, on the flip side, if we're out looking at homes with clients um, and, you know, we notice maintenance issues or, you know, things that may need to be addressed, having that construction background also helps us, you know, with advising clients in that way. Um, you know, and then I think just as an agent, you know, you're in a unique position watching the market where you're able to, to see and recognize when there is an opportunity to, you know, to buy something and renovate it and flip it or, you know, or rebuild it. We do a lot of rebuilds, um, you know, so just kind of using all of those skills together when you're dealing, you know, whether you're dealing with a client or whether you're dealing with an investment, um, taking all of that into consideration. And I think knowing, you know, the retail real estate side comes in handy when you are doing a flip or doing an investment because you have a better handle on the market and what people are looking for. So I think they all kind of work together. How did, how did you get to the point where you were able to have the show? Tell us a little bit about the show, how you got it, you know, what you do on it. Sure. Yeah. So the show, um, the show is a home renovation show. Um, and we just finished up season one. So we did 10 episodes of full, um, projects front to back. Um, so each episode is a project from start to finish. And of the 10 episodes, two are homes that we purchased, um, to knock down and rebuild. Those are investments and eight were client projects. Um, so the show actually came from a lot of the marketing that we do on the consumer facing side. So we initially, I had a mentor, you know, probably about four or five years ago. Um, and I was on the phone with her and Paul, like, like to crash our calls. <laughs> I like to uh, let loose sometimes, you know, being a firefighter, we see a lot of um, crazy things. So, uh, you know, you got to take life. You got to have some fun in life too. And remember that at the end of the day, nobody's dying. It's real estate construction. Things can get fixed. So I think um, that comes in handy when we do talk to clients and people that are having those panic moments, so to speak. But uh, the fun, that's where I come in. Is yeah. the, I put the F-U in fun. <laughs> <laughs> you call Paul the CFO. He's the chief fun officer. <laughs> He's a little mellow today. Um, so getting she... warmed up. So <laughs> just trying to be polite. That's <laughs> so she just kind of said, you need to put him on video. And I said, well, I don't know what, what kind of video are we going to do. What, you know, what, what are we going to put on video? So long story short, she kind of insisted that we need to start doing video. And I said, well, I don't want to. Put, up ter- put out terrible videos up for the real estate company. Why don't we practice on the construction company? So we started putting out videos on a regular basis. And it really, like, pretty much right away, we saw an impact on the business. We saw, you know, more clients coming to us. It, um, you know, it, it increased our business, and the construction company just kind of took off. Um, and from that, from putting those videos out, we had producers reach out to us um, about, you know, about doing a show. We had at one point um, come very close to doing something with HGTV. And, you know, in the end, we decided against it because there were a lot of things that we didn't like about the agreement that we would have had to sign. Hmm. Um, So ultimately, the producer that we're working with right now, he's one of the producers that we met through, um, you know, through this process. And he's, you know, he's the one who's running the show right now. And he's done things like for the straight guy and um, swab stories and he's got a lot of experience so he's um, the one that we're working with right now so does that mean your your show like like it was independently produced you guys financed it or distributing it um, you know still get to own 100% of the rights exactly yeah so ultimately we decided um, to go independent because 
um, you know, without getting into the details, I'll just say that they, they wanted a lot from us and they wanted a lot from our business. And we, you know, ultimately decided that that wasn't, um, wasn't a way we wanted to go. And we, and we also wanted to make sure that we could still, you know, because we were putting out videos and because we were speaking directly to our clients and because, you know, because of doing all this, we didn't want our business and our company to be presented in a way that wasn't consistent with what we had already been putting out. We didn't want it to feel inauthentic. inauthentic. Right. Right. I think that's the bigger piece is that when we started doing the videos, we're not actors, you know, we just were being ourselves like, Hey, this is the house. So, you know, the authenticity I think is what, you know, we, we never wanted someone to watch them and go meet us and go, Oh, that's not them. You know, if someone met us, we want to be like, Oh, they're exactly like they are in in the videos, you know? Um, cause that authenticity, putting that out there, reaching, um, that kind of avatar client, so to speak, you know, we're weeding out a lot of people that wouldn't normally hire us or, or like look Paul will run through showers fully clothed. He will, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> he will sit like on a bidet with his pants on Also uh, true. <laughs> and test the aim and, you know, and put, so people know when they call us that, you know, there's probably a good chance that there's going to be a video of Paul doing something crazy in their house. There's some um, shenanigans, but, you know, yeah. it's just to loosen up a it's little like, bit. But, you fun. know, but they sign up for that, you know, and they see that. They're like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna sign up for that. <laughs> I mean, buying a, buying a home in general is like, you know, a stressful process for people. So it's like it should be an amazing process for them. It should be a fun process for them, right? It's like everybody has a dream to own a house. So we do want to make that you know, as stress-free for them as possible and let them enjoy that piece because it is a, it's a milestone for people to actually be able to purchase a home or, you know, find what's, you know, the American dream. So it's like they should have fun. You know, it's so exciting and so scary at the same time. And if they're not having fun, Paul will have fun for them. (laughs) What's, what's the average range of the time it takes each show? Because I assume if you're doing some ground up, you know, new construction, like you, it's probably what, at least a year on some of these start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So pre COVID, <laughs> pre COVID, it was, <laughs> it was a, lot a lot faster, yeah. was, you know, six to eight months, but <laughs> post COVID it's, um, you know, it's a lot longer. So that's why like the projects are a variety. There are some that are, you know, just a kitchen renovation or, um, you know, for season two, we have a, a basement that we did. That's really cool. We did like a rock climbing wall and it was just like a kid zone, um, but yeah, some of them are ground up and, and with supply chain and everything else, they've been taking a lot longer than they used to. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips for free from my best selling real estate book, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent? If you do go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download a hundred of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. What, um, what about in terms of like the extra effort it takes to do a reality show? Cause I, I think so many other people, um, in real estate have amazing stories to tell but they just don't want to invest the extra time like you guys have done, right? In, in the home selling process, the home building process, renovation, what, whatever you know it might be. Uh, how much extra kind of time, energy, and effort has it taken you to make the show? 
So this two weeks, roughly. <laughs> you know, we do work pretty quick. Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, luckily, so before the show, we were already filming for social media, anyway. So we already had that kind of in. You know, we were doing that a little bit. Obviously, with the show, it increased quite a bit, especially at the beginning when they were trying to figure out, you know, the format of the show and figure out what it, what it could look like. Um, you know, but but now it's because they have the format down; it's a lot more precise. They know they know what mm-hmm. they need to film. Um, so, you know, it's 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 definitely a lot. I mean, we're filming probably what one or two days a week. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't just affect our schedule. You got guys that are on the jobs. You know, you got clients you're dealing with so it's it's right. a domino effect of really paying attention it's you know there's right. just a lot more you know bees to the hive so to speak right so we're trying to right, just right. make sure everybody's getting the honey to keep moving and keep going and making that hive right yeah. so like today one of our guys texted us and said hey we need to know what portions of this house we're filming so that i can you know so i can hold those aside and then you know they'll continue so it doesn't really slow down you know the, the guys as much they keep going we let them we let everybody right. know ahead of time what you know, what, what pieces are, you know, what pieces are going in and try to plan that out as best we can. But it's, it's definitely more work. There are some days where we'll film all day and we'll say, okay, we're going to go to work now because <laughs> right, the work day starts at six at night, right, seven sometimes. at night. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely some extra, extra effort and time. Where, where can people watch or, or listen to the show? So the show is called Renovation Rekindle. Paul actually named the show. Yes. Well, you know, we, a lot of people call, um, you know, when they're trying to figure out what they want to do with the home, whether sell, buy, remodel, you know. um, So being able to encompass all those things under one umbrella for us is is very convenient. Um, So as we were thinking about the show development, you know, Susan and I don't go out a lot because we love our house. So I said, you know, that's kind of what people always want. They look at houses for a very short period of time, then be like, we'll take it and buy this house and have all these grand ideas of what they can do. Um, but then, you know, they move in and then they're like, wait a minute, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, so it looks good from afar. And then as they start getting, you know, deeper into that relationship with their house, it's like they start getting soured a little bit by things that they couldn't really see before. So we want to come in and renovate it and make people fall back in love with their house because they bought it for a reason, whether it's the location the yard, it's near family, you know, whatever, whatever the reason is, we want to change that house so that they fall back in love with it, how they always envisioned it might be. Cause people know what they like, but they don't exactly know how to put all that together. So that's where we come in and help them with that. So Paul came up with the name renovation rekindle. So that's the title of the show. And season one is out. We're in the middle of filming season two, um, but you can download it. It's on an app. It's in all the app stores. It's just called Renovation Rekindle, and it has the whole um, season one is out. Season two will be coming out in the fall, um, and there's 10 individual projects on the app. And they're all our actual clients. Yes. They weren't, like, cast. We're like, do you want to be on the show? And they're like, uh, sure. <laughs> so it was uh, it was interesting to, uh, you know, be in those moments with them. It was very um, unexpected uh emotional roller coaster going through with them trying to get these houses and projects done and then to be there with the reveal is a very um, powerful moment to be standing there with them when they get to see their house for the first time how they've kind of always envisioned it how do the clients feel overall about being filmed being on the show like 
like that whole process. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the clients at the beginning, because they are our actual clients, they were a little, you know, kind of kind of nervous about it. And because there was a certain point in the project where we have to kind of lock them out so they can't see it. Um, so I think there's, you know, a little bit of anxiety about kind of the unknown. But, you know, I will say at every single reveal when, when they come in, it's like a kid at Christmas, right? It's... Um, it's been very rewarding to kind of, you know, be in the room with people and help, be there with them as they're experiencing their house for the first time. So it's, you know, it's a little bit nerve wracking at the beginning, but, it, you know, in the end, it, it's definitely, definitely worth it. I mean, they worry just like everybody else. That's why they don't do video. They don't want to feel or look stupid on video, right? That's what most, why most people don't get out of the gate with it. Like, I don't like myself on video. Well, why? Because I don't like how I sound, how I look, I'm a, you know, some something that might trigger them to feel insecure about being on video so that's probably why i'm more uh outgoing on the video because you know hopefully it makes things easier for the people that are on video with us you know um in that sense where they can kind of let loose and just enjoy the process you know we're not going to make them look you know any sort of light like they're unintelligent or anything because that's not the point of it right so people get worried about that but i think after they do that first round they're like okay this isn't that bad you know and they get excited about their project it's kind of cool to see how, how this has changed in the last 20 years or so. I remember maybe 15 years ago, that show on ABC where they would they'd have the bus, you know, like blocking the new house that they built. And, you know, that was, you know, you're talking about like ABC is producing that. Now, like anyone that's running a good business that has a good story to tell can, can go out and like recreate that same thing and distribute it to millions of people. Millions of people. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, social media, I mean, I remember when I first started in real estate 20 years ago, I mean, we were, you know, putting our ads out in the paper and putting out newspaper ads and, you know, everything has just changed so quickly. And I think, you know, I think the difference today is that people, people want to know who they're doing business with. They want to know who you are before they call you. They, you know, they want to know, am I a good fit with this company, right? So like putting your things out there, putting your stories out there, people know before they call you because if, if they watch our stuff and they're like, ah, you know, they're not, it's not my cup of tea, they're not going to call us, right? So it's it's different for us because the people who are calling us already, you know, kind of know what we're about and know what they're getting into. Um, and the people who are calling, you know, they, they feel like they know what to expect. Well, so it's a I, different, well, I, different kind of thing. I'd love to get y'all's take on where this market is going on, on a couple of different fronts, right? First, just on new construction and home prices, right? Because right? we're seeing this dynamic where interest rates are higher. So you would think people have less, you know, money to spend on a house, but yet we're like 6 million homes short in the U.S. Supply chain is destroyed. Labor market is tough. Uh, so it's, it's, so it's very hard. Like it, it's, it's hard to imagine building homes at cheaper prices than they are now. Um, and then kind of on the other front from the agent front, we're starting to see some, you know, we're definitely seeing like the number of transactions going down in, in several markets, uh, not necessarily prices, but transaction volume. And, and that's having a huge effect on some of these, you know, call them kind of like FinTech or fintech kind of real estate companies like compass 
Redfin, right? They just, the, both of those companies just laid off hundreds of people yesterday. Um, so where, where do you think we're going on just like the market and new construction? Where do you think we're going on the agent market? So on the new construction front, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's tough because there are fewer buyers in, in the marketplace as the interest rates go up. Um, you know, I think, you know, for us on, you know, when we started building the market, wasn't this crazy market that it's been in the past couple of years. And what we've always done is try to make our houses, you know, a little bit better and make them stand out a little bit more, just like you would in any market. You know, if, if your house is a little bit better for the same price, um, you know, it's going to stand out. I, I don't, supply prices are, you know, they're still going up. So, you know, so the cost to build is going to be there and, you know, hopefully the market will continue to, you know, to, to support that. Otherwise builders are going to start building just like they did during the housing recession, because if it comes to a point where the cost to build is more, you know, if you're in a negative equity position, builders will just stop building. They'll, they just won't continue to do that. Right. Um, which will further contribute to the supply shortage and, you know, and, and, you know, continue with that problem. Um, as far as from the agent side, um, you know, we're telling, we're telling our agents, you know, it's, it's funny cause I talked to a lot of agents who, you know, who maybe haven't been in that long and they're like, Oh my goodness, my listing has been on the market for 20 days. Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I've been on for a weekend and hasn't, so I haven't gotten anything yet. I only got three offers. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in our market, we're seeing uh, listing inventories up 20%. Year-to-date close is down about 8%. So, you know, so you've got more houses in the market. You've got fewer houses selling. You know, what that means is that stuff's going to stay in the market longer. You have to know how to, um, you know, how to provide that client service, how to continue, you know, it's no longer a three-day, four-day relationship with your seller you know, it's, it's ongoing. When I first got into the business, one thing I was always told was you need to talk to your clients constantly, even if it's not mm-hmm. about, you know, even if it's not about their particular house, you just need to be in communication with them. You need to let them know what's happening. Um, and we have something that we give all of our agents that if a house is on the market for more than a week, you're giving your seller data on what else is on the market. What's your competition? What has gone under agreement in the last week, right? If everybody else is going under agreement and we're not, maybe we need to make a little adjustment. Um, how many showings have you had? You want to see one offer for every eight to 10 showings. If you're getting, uh, you know, if you have 14 showings and no offers, you probably need to make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, you also want to see one to two showings a week. If you go for a month and you only have one showing, you're probably priced too high. Um, if you're getting, you know, if you're not getting that pattern of activity, that's the market telling you, hey, you know, it's not being well received. You probably need to make an adjustment. So just, you know, watching those indicators. Um, and, you know, I've been in for 20 years. So going through the Great Recession and watching, you know, watching sellers try to chase the home prices down and watching people lose money by the day, you know, it really makes you pay attention to that stuff. And I think, you know, even though I, you know, I don't think we're looking at a change that that's, that's going to be that dramatic it's going to feel that dramatic to the sellers i think hey hold that thought for a minute do you want to take your real estate business to the next level if you do there's no reason to go it alone learn from people who've been where you want to go carrie and i have sold billions of dollars in real estate we've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now and we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us we don't work with a lot of people 
but we want to give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you, if you go from 10% appreciation a year or higher to, to one or 2% or, or to zero, uh, that's a different market. And I think, totally. I think sellers need to have different expectations or, or will, and agents need to be better at setting those and, and getting back to the basics. You know, like all the, all the stuff you mentioned is just stuff we would have all been doing two three four years ago totally yeah like calling calling for feedback you know i told my agents i said listing agents don't call you back right now they're going to start calling you back right (laughs) they're going to start returning your phone calls they're going to start answering your questions um i mean before it's so busy right like the market's so busy agents are busy people are trying to find houses they're just trying to get a house people so it's like the fact that they can just try to maybe get one they're they're happy about that but now you know, when it's so fast in that fast pace, stuff's just trying to get done as quickly as it can. Now that that pace is slowing down, right. now the fine-tuned details and the experienced and the seasoned agents are going to come into play when it comes into negotiations and, yep. you know, Same. selling the houses and, you know, who do you want to represent and, you know, all those pieces, right? Because there's a lot of agents that have not experienced those things. They've only been in a very positive mm. market. And now it's like, whoa. What do I do? Send my carrier pigeon over to make an offer. You know, it's like go back to the old school way. <laughs> right. It's going to be a lot more negotiations, a lot right. more home inspection issues, a lot more, you know, things that they wouldn't think of asking for a year ago. You know, now, you know, your more buyers are going to feel empowered to, you know, come back with those things. That's a dynamic shift in the market of selling and buying, I guess, right? So the buyer, the this buyers might have a little more leverage in terms of what they're getting now, they have choices, which they didn't before. It was like, I just need to get something. Now there's going to be more choices for them. And now as an agent, that's where your experience comes in to help find that choice that fits them best. So the, the new normal the new is normal going back is going to the back old back normal. Is what it sounds yeah, like basically, saying. yeah. It's funny. Right. I'm pulling things out from years ago and I'm like, guys, look, I'm pulling this out and they're looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, just all that, like you said, back to the basics. It's like social media, you know how it changes so much? It's back to the basics, right? Social media changes so frequently, reels, all these different things are constantly evolving and changing, just like the market, right? Then you got to go back to the old school, roll up your sleeves and go to work. Well, if you're listening to this and you're, uh, you're only used to what's been going on the last year to two years, it's, it's time, to, time to get back to the, the basics, right? right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Those, the, the, the sales were so good because people were looking to you know buy you know i had a friend of mine who got into real estate he's not anymore and it's a very short career for him because he sold a couple houses then he was like i don't need a broker and i was like dude you have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) i was like trust me like the you know we we say to our agents like the the easiest thing you did was take your test right (laughs) from now this is where the hard work comes in you know and uh we always talk about how deceiving it is too like when you do get a license how you know you can get it so quickly, so it just looks like it's so easy to do, but real estate is very hard to do, and it's a lot of hard work and grinding it out and, and that continuing follow-up and staying in touch and remembering to do that and keeping in touch with your clients and all that stuff. So um, it's just funny because a lot of the people that are just selling by nature because the market, that's going to change, so it's going to be more like, like wait, i got to call them? They're not going to call me? Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, pick that phone up, make those calls. Well, 
it's been amazing having you two on the show. I always like to wrap up with a hyper fast round if you are ready for some rapid fire Q&A. I was ready five minutes ago. Let's go. <laughs> all right, all right. Boom. I'm going to be slower what? with the answers, but go ahead. Paul will what, probably what? be faster than me. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate investor? Know your numbers. Run your numbers up and down. And one thing I always do when we're going to invest is I always take a look at the numbers and say, okay, if the market drops 10%, are we still okay? If the answer is yes, then it's a yes. If the market doesn't drop, to, if the market drops 10% and your numbers don't work, you might want to think about it. Right. The math is real. Pay attention to the math. Don't get emotionally attached to the project. Look at the numbers. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Roll up your sleeves. <laughs> Be ready. It's not, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And, um, you know, it, it's consistency and creating a schedule and, um, you know, and doing the activities that you need to do day after day to build your business. You're, you're building a business from scratch and no business survives without, you know, without clients. So you've got you've to gotta work on generating clients. Persevere. What's the biggest challenge you've had in real estate and how did you overcome it or what lesson did you learn from it? The biggest challenge, I mean, I would say selling through, definitely selling through the, the, the recession for sure. You know, I mean, that, that was a different market and that, that really taught me to be quicker about how to read the market, how to react to the market and how, how to advise clients, you know, so knowing, watching those showing patterns, watching what's happening around and really paying attention to those signs because when markets change, they change facts. They change really fast. I mean, be good at your job, you know, do your best to learn the craft and learn about it and really represent your client the best that you can. You know, it's, um, sometimes I'm like, how did they, where did they get this square footage from? This is not even close. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's like guest. <laughs> like, oh, I think it's like this, you know, it's like, so there's a lot of like little things like that that are always like, I'm like, be better than that. You know what I mean? Like be thorough, like do your job. That's how you're going to really build your business brand and pay attention to those little details. Like, and if you don't know, ask someone, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people with experience that do it, but it's just, it's just like, don't let all that little stuff fall through the cracks. Like really, you know, dial into it and show your passion to people about it. You know, when you're not working on the business or on real estate, uh, what are you most likely doing? Working. Reading. We do have kids, so hang she's out with the reader. kids. Yeah, she's a reader. I'm a video watcher, so I'll watch videos on certain <laughs> topics and things. I want to watch. She reads books. Um, but no, we like to go away like people do, go and hang out with our kids. We like to do fun things with our kids. You know, um, it's it's a very bland answer. So I yeah, wish we're, I had we're very a, boring. I'm so sorry. I know. I wish I had <laughs> such a better answer for you. Like I was like climbing. Himalayan mountains or something, you know, in my spare time, putting it on Instagram, but maybe next time, not the case. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now. You made Paul speechless. Well, no, I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just thinking. I think I he's be, mentally uh, on an Island right now, since you just said that. Well, 10 years from now, I mean, you know, the whole point of your business is to you know, you invest time in the beginning to get time back at the end, right? So you're, you're essentially putting all this time in because you, maybe you don't have a lot of money 
and that's what you do have to give. And then eventually you hope to flip that and put in less money and get more time, you know? Um, so I, I okay. feel like I really built, built, you know, building out our teams, building out, you know, building oh, it's already built at that point. And... 10 years. It's already built. Yeah. That's what I'm way past the build thing. We're already <laughs> built at that point, you know, 10 years. I'm going to be in the Maldives hanging out, you know, maybe make, doing some deals from there. That's where I thought you'd be. Yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully, hopefully they're, they're, not, they're not covered in water by then, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a solid, solid point, you know, solid point. Uh, well, you just have to switch uh, well, it up to Fiji because I, I got the, more, yeah. the mountains there. Bora so. Bora, Fiji. Yeah. I would love to yeah. go to We can pivot. We can yeah. do that. <laughs> That's the most important thing. People remember to pivot. Things change. It doesn't always stay the same. You got to remember to pivot when it comes, you know, make that. Make that juke, <laughs> you know, don't fall down. All right. Well, before we sign off, uh, this has been an amazing show and, and, uh, you know, your, your story and what you're doing with the show has been incredible and just integrating so many different parts of real estate. If people want to find the show or connect with you or any of that good stuff, how should they do that? So the show is called renovation rekindle that can be downloaded on any app store. Um, the, just the app is called Renovation and Kindle. has a whole season one on there, 10 episodes. Um, and then on social media, our handle is Cadillac Homes, and it's Cadillac with two Ks. Um, and that's on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, all that. Yes, it gets spelled, uh, misspelled in my eyes wrong constantly. <laughs> but it's K-A-D-I-L-A-K, which is, I think, the right way we spell it, right? So it's at Cadillac Homes, but that's pretty much where you can find us anywhere and um, it encompasses all the stuff that we do and we appreciate you having us on and having a conversation about, uh, you know, what's going on with the market, right? How's the market? It's always the question. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today to all of our listeners and viewers. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out the renovation rekindle app and the first 10 episodes of season one and share this episode with other people that you think would benefit from hearing this amazing story. I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.